Let's pray. Lord God, uh, we just thank you for this morning. God, I thank you for your faithfulness. God, I thank you that you meet us wherever we are, God. You're, you're, um, you're just always there, God, and, and, I, and I thank you for that. Um, because if, if it's up to me, God, I just roam around aimlessly, and, and, and God, you, you, you help me. You're there for me. And so, God, this morning, I just pray that you can be with us. Uh, God, I pray that you will, you'll speak through your word and that you will encourage us and, and that we will be drawn closer to you. Um, and then that we can go into this week and this, this new year uh, focused on you. And uh, we love you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. So I mentioned to the kids about New Year's resolutions. Uh, who here has a New Year's resolution? Anybody care to share one so we can keep you accountable? No? Um, I don't, I guess I've made some New Year's resolutions before, but I think it's pretty, pretty common. People make a resolution of like going back to the gym or starting to go to the gym or, you know, like I mentioned the kids, I'm going to quit smoking cigarettes or, you know, whatever. Um, but I think what I want to, so the title of this message is New Year's Disillusion. Um, and if you don't know what disillusion means, there's the verb form and the noun form. Well, the verb form is to free from or deprive of illusion, belief, idealism, etc. So it's freeing yourself from a belief, an illusion, or whatever. And the noun form is, is freeing or being freed from illusion or conviction. Um, and so my thought on today, with it being the 31st, is that a lot of people will come up with these ideas of who they want to be in the new year, right? Like everybody's like, okay, well this year, you know, maybe it was good. Maybe, you know, I feel like I just blew it all year and I need to be better. You know, hopefully everybody wants to be better even if they felt like they did a good job. Like we can always get better, right? Um, But I feel like uh, society puts an unfair pressure on people to be something that they that maybe they're not necessarily ever going to be. Um, and I don't, I'm not saying that to, to say that if you have a New Year's resolu- resolution that's good for you, it's like, all right, well, you know, Jordan said that it, I don't have to um, make a resolution and I don't have to get better or whatever. Like, that's not what I'm saying at all. Um, but I feel like that if we allow God to dictate what our resolution would be, then we would be making the right resolution, if that makes sense. So let's go ahead and read uh, the verses that came to my mind, and then we'll kind of go through uh, my thought process, and hopefully in the end it all makes sense. So, um, All right, so we're going to read uh, part of the end of Roman, uh, Romans 11, because the, re- the verses that came to my mind were out of Romans 12, and it starts with therefore, and if you read a verse that starts with therefore, you got to go back a little bit to find out what it's there for, right? So that's just a little Bible study tip for you that I learned that I'm sharing with you. If you start off a verse therefore, and you don't know what it's there for, then go back a chapter, and you'll find out what it's there for. So anyways, Romans eleven thirty three is where we will start. Oh, the depth of the riches and the wisdom and the knowledge of God, how unsearchable his judgments and untraceable his ways. For who has known the mind of the Lord or who has been his counselor? And who has ever been or who has ever given to God that he should be repaid? For from him and through him 
and to him all all things. To him be the glory forever. Amen. Therefore, Brothers and sisters, in view of the mercies of God, I urge you to, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true worship. Do not be conformed to this age, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may discern what is the good, pleasing, and perfect will of God. So I'm sure a lot of you guys have heard those verses in Romans, especially the, you know, the Romans 12, uh, 2. Uh, That's a pretty popular verse. But anyways, it starts off in verses 33 of chapter 11, talking about how, basically how awesome God is. Like, he's the ultimate, right? He's the man. And so then, therefore, because God is awesome, because God is the best, therefore, then we do these things. So, the world's pursuits. Um, The world uh, can get us interested in, in the things that sometimes God's not wanting us to be interested in, if that makes sense. Uh, so the world's pursuits are things like becoming rich and becoming famous. And, you know, these days kids want to be YouTubers and streamers and, you know, whatever. Um, you know, when I was a kid, I wanted to be a professional athlete. Uh, you know, when I was real little, I wanted to be a pro soccer player, and then as I got older and realized how cool surfing was, I wanted to be a pro surfer, and unfortunately, I was never that good at both either one of them, so I, you know, just, I'm not pro, but I still have fun doing them. I can't play soccer anymore because I'm getting older, and my knees are not as good as they are, and I don't want to ruin them for surfing, but anyways, as you guys well know, the older you get, I'm learning it. I just turned 40 this year. The older you get, you have to kind of not do the things that you used to do because you're going to hurt yourself and then it's not going to be good. So I'm down to surfing. Hopefully I get to surf till I'm 70. We'll see. Um, But anyways, the world's pursuits, we can get caught up in, in being worried about what the world is interested in and what... Uh, like popular society says that this is what it means to be successful. And again, I'm not saying that we shouldn't strive to, you know, let's just say your New Year's resolution might be going back to the gym or getting in shape, you know, whatever. Like, is that a good thing? Of course it is. Um, but what what's your motivation behind it, I guess, is what, what I think we should be concerned in, okay? Um, so <clears throat> are you concerned in certain things because that's what the world says that you should be concerned in? Or are you being concerned in those things because of a different thing? And that would be God's desire. And so if we can focus our minds on what God's desire is, then he will, he will give us those desires, and then we will have hopefully have the strength to follow those out. Um, I'll just give you a personal testimony example. Like when I, in my mid-20s, when I finally decided to surrender and give myself to, to God, and I wanted to find out what this whole following Jesus thing looked like, um, it wasn't like just the next day, all of a sudden, all these things that I was doing that I shouldn't be doing just went away and, you know, I'm just whatever. Um, but what did happen is I surrendered myself so that I could, I could, uh, I could surrender my desires to God's desires. If that makes sense. Like I'm gonna be like, okay, well, I've been living 25 years, or I can't remember how old I was, 20 some odd years doing whatever I wanted to do. I figured out that that doesn't work. 
Um, it doesn't bring the kind of joy and peace, the permanent joy and peace in everything that God offers. You know, all these things are just temporary pleasures, right, that we do for ourselves. Um, and so I just surrendered it all. I'm like, all right, God, I want your, I want your desires to be my desires. And, and, then, and that's how it happened because there were things that I knew that I shouldn't have been doing because you can read about them or you can know about it. Like, and, but unless you change your mind about it, like it says um, in verse 2, do not be conformed to this age, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Unless you allow your mind to be transformed, then it's, it's tough. Like, it's, it's hard. You can't do it on your own. I couldn't do it on my own. Like, there was, there was things that I knew that I needed to get rid of because God told me that he wanted me to get rid of. But until I allowed my mind to be transformed on those things and, and, and asked God to help me transform my mind about those things, was I able to do it? You know, because somebody could say, hey, man, like, um, you know, you shouldn't be eating that junk because it's going to, you know, make you feel terrible or whatever. And <clears throat> until you allow yourself to actually change your mind on it, then you're just working on willpower, right? And willpower, at least in my experience, only goes so far. And then, you know, some really good apple pie comes on the table, and then you eat half of it, and you're like... Oh, there it goes. I just ruined my diet. Um, <laughs> so, by allowing us to transform our minds to God's desire, um, I think that it will be easier for us to to become the person that God would to be transformed in the person that God has desired us to be. Because it's easy for us to try to become the people that we think we want to be or that the world wants us to be. But guess what? Like we're supposed to be who God wants us to be. And that could very well be a lot different than the person that we think we want to be or that, you know, our neighbor is or whoever, you know what I mean? You guys know what I'm talking about here? Okay, good. Um, And so um, our desire the third point, our desire needs to become God's desire. Um, and that's the only way that we can actually be transformed. Um, and, and I dare to say that that's the only way that we can actually have joy. And that's just not something I'm thinking of. Like, if we read through our Bible, we can, we can read through Matthew and we can read through the teachings of Jesus. And it talks about being with him and, and uh, keeping in step with the Spirit and all these kinds of things. Like, Jesus goes through um, talking about the vine and the branches and being one with him, he'll be one with us and and tells us how beneficial that is for the li- our lives. And in the end of it, he says, I tell you these things so that your joy may be complete and your joy may be full. Like that's, that's, that's why he tells us those things. And so my challenge for you guys is, is to, you know, it's okay to have ideas of, of you know, what you want to do for this year. But the most important thing to do would be to be like, okay, God, what do you want from me this year, right? Because if we get so focused on the things that we want to do, it's very easy to forget about the things that God wants us to do, right? Because we can get caught up in our jobs. We can get caught up in parenting, you know, whatever. Like, we can get, we can get high, like, I'm pretty good at getting focused on a lot of things and just completely forgetting about the things that I should really be focused on and be you know, have, be of importance. Um, 
so that's, that's my challenge in this new year is, is to not necessarily make a thing your new year's resolution, but to make God's will your resolution. Um, so that we can, we can all be transformed. And, and I like, I like the, uh, I like the definition of disillusion, uh, freeing or being freed from an illusion or a conviction, um, because we can allow this world's ideas of all these things to be able to compare. Nick was talking about comparison. Like we compare ourselves to all these things that like the world says a man should do this and look like this and a woman should do this and look like this. And then we look at ourselves and we're like, I don't even come close to stacking up. And then we feel cruddy about ourselves and you know, whatever. But, but God is the one who should be giving us our desires and all these things. And so if we're being obedient to God's calling in our lives, like, you know, many, many years ago, um, and some of y'all probably heard this story. Uh, and so if you have, I forgive you or forgive me and then I'll forgive you. I don't know, whatever. (laughs) Stop it. Um, so, um, but anyway, so many years ago, uh, I decided to, uh, to follow God and to go move to Panama. And uh, my wife and I had just got married, and everybody, we just got married, uh, didn't really have any money, and we're talking about moving to, to Panama to be missionaries, to because that was like what I felt like God wanted me to do. Like that was like this conviction inside of me that was like, God was like, you have to go. I didn't know what that was going to look like, but I was like, okay, well, I know God wants me to go. Like I said, I'd spent 20 some odd years of my life doing what I wanted to do, and wasn't paying attention to God, and I was like, this is not working out at all, so I'm just going to follow God and see how it works out. Um, so once I started sharing with my friends, you know, a lot of people, nobody was like super uh, non-supportive of it, but there was a lot of people that were just like, I don't know if that's a good idea. Like, what if this, and you know, you don't have a lot of money, or you guys just got married, or um, you know, uh, I'm picking on you, dad, forgive me. But my dad was like, you need to go back to school and get your master's degree and, you know, have all this. Like, it was like, okay, let's get, let's get some security first and then go do what God wants you to do. That's how, like, I've, that's how I was thinking about it. And, um, and so the thing that ran through my mind was, okay, well, I could do all these things. Let's say, okay, well, we're going to have a two-year plan where we're going to get prepared to go do what God wants me to do. Um, and then my, my fear was, okay, say I go back to school or just say I'm going to work and, you know, build up some security income or whatever, and then we'll go. Um, you know, a lot of people were like, oh, you got to go through missionary training. I'm not saying that wouldn't be beneficial. Um, but a lot of people were like, you got to go do this, this, and this, like the, that I would spend those two years of doing whatever or, or four years or, or whatnot, and then something tragic would happen, and, and I, you know, I'd get hit by a car or whatever and go up to heaven. And be, you know, that, that wouldn't be like a salvation issue, that I don't think, because I had given my heart to God. Um, but I would go up to heaven, and, and God would be like, hey, Jordan, remember that time I asked you to go to Panama? <laughs> and I'd be like, no, I don't know what, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, and then like, I'd have to tell God, be like, you know what, God, I like, I didn't feel like I could trust that. So I had to do this, this, and this before I could 
trust you. Does that make sense? Um, and so I think that's my desire in, in this New Year's resolution thing is that like the world can, can, can manipulate and twist this. And even though it's not, like my dad had no ill intent on trying to get me to go back and get my master's degree and all those kinds of things. It wasn't, it, there was no ill intent in that. But if you have this, this, it's not a conviction from the world. When it says freeing from an illusion or conviction, I'm not talking about a conviction from God. I'm talking about conviction from the world that, that the world puts on you. If you have a conviction that God has put in your heart, then that's, that's what we should follow and not let the world change our conviction on it. Um, and more importantly, that conviction, um, you got to study your Bible, guys, because even, even uh, as we know, uh, reading through uh, the, the Gospels in the very beginning, Satan tempted Jesus with the Word. Um, so we got to know our, our we got to know our Bibles because even a conviction of something that we ought to do could look good and sound good, but we gotta we gotta have our relationship with God, and we have to have our rela- we have to have knowledge of what the Word says, because even though like some of the things that Satan told Jesus, like hey command these stones to turn into bread and you'll have food. Like, dude was hungry. He hadn't eaten for 40 days. And of course that's good. So okay, I want some bread. I'm going to make some bread. And, um, you know, but then Jesus was like, no, he used the word. He's like, man does not live on uh, bread alone, but the word of God. And so we have to know what the word says so that we can truly be transformed into God's image. And that's what God desires for us. He doesn't, he doesn't want us to get so caught up and worried about you know, what our neighbor has and does and what this influencer on social media has and does or what this business has or does or, you know, all these kinds of things. Um, like what Nick was talking about earlier, that he just wants our heart. He wants a surrendered heart. And that can be really hard sometimes if we have lived a, a large portion or all of our lives living selfishly. Um, you know, even though I don't do it as often, I'm, I admit that I'm still guilty of living selfishly sometimes. Um, um, and that, that can even be with good intent. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like I'm living selfishly doing terrible things, but it's just living selfishly to either please myself or to try to impress somebody or, you know, whatever. It's not for God. It's for something or someone else or myself. So, in, in the end, again, my challenge for you guys is that for this new year and for the rest of your life, really, like, the, the awesome thing about the gospel is that it's, it's really simple. It's very simple. Like, the, the concepts of the Bible are extremely simple. And I love it because I'm a pretty simple dude. Like, you know, if it was super complex, I'd read it. Like, that's why I don't read King James, because I read it. Sorry, guy. Um, I read King James, and I'm like, I don't know what that said. How am I going to listen to it if I don't even know what that said? But <laughs> thankfully, the Lord used some people to enlighten us, simple folk, in creating translations that are easy to understand. Um, but, like, don't get... Don't make it out to be more complicated than it than it has to be. Like it's super simple. Like, you know, God, uh, Jesus, Jesus asked a guy, like, what are the most important commandments? Like, there's a lot of them. Like, if you read through your Bible in your Old Testament, there's so many commandments, it's insane. 
Um, but Jesus made it simple. He said two things, love the Lord your God and love your neighbor as yourself. So if you do those two things, then then you're going to be good with everything else. Like, that's pretty simple. Like, if I could just, like, for me, like, if you give me a list of a thousand things, I'm just going to be like, this is too overwhelming. I'm out. Like, I'm going to just keep doing what I'm doing because this is crazy. But if you give me, like, one or two things, I'm good. Like, I can focus on those, and then, you know, maybe then I'll move to the next ones after that. But, like, what I was, what I mentioned to the kids is that that's how simple I think that this whole, like, resolution thing can be, too is that if we can just focus on God and focus on our, our desire to give God our hearts, to, to, be a, to be men, people, you know, whatever you want to call it, after God's own heart, He's going to be the one that transforms. Like, when it says, do not be conformed, but transformed by the renewing of your mind, um, I don't know if that's necessarily saying that it's under your own will, conform to, or transform. Um, but in the end, I love that end part, so that you can discern, like you transform the renewing of your mind, you allow God to transform the renewing of your mind, so that we can discern what is the good, pleasing, and perfect will of God, and not get caught up in all the other junk. Um, and so I think that if we can make it that simple, which I believe that it is, then we don't have to worry about all of these New Year's resolutions that we might make for ourselves. And that God will convict us and God will give us these little, these little things. Hey, I want you to do this. And hey, I want you to stop doing this. You know, hey, this isn't good for you. You need, to, you need to cut that out. And if we have truly given God our heart and humbled ourselves, then we're going to be like, you know what, God, you're right. I'll do it. And, um, you know, and then Nick, Nick talked about having accountability and having like Nathan, like David had with Nathan. Um, I was listening, man. I, I was listening to you. Um, you know, he had, he had somebody that spoke truth into him. And so having people, like if you're, you know, I have to force myself to be social a lot of times, uh, but having a group of people that can help encourage you and tell you truth and stuff, like that's super important. And, um, you know, it's not it's just, they're, they're, it's simple, but there's a lot to it. Um, and you can't do it on your own. And, you know, here as the gathering, like, part of our thing is loving people. Uh, we love God. Uh, we love people and we're going to walk together. And, um, and so we're, we're a community to help do that. And hopefully you feel safe that, that you can do that and that, you know, you won't be judged and, and, and kicked out just because you struggle with something. Um, and if somebody does that to you, let me know and I'll send guy on and straighten them out. <laughs> Because I'm not very intimidating. Let's be honest. But, uh, but anyway, so, uh, so that's my hope for you guys. Um, and uh, I hope that we can go into the new year with, uh, with either a new desire, um, a new that never existed desire to, to uh, seek God and His will in our lives instead of seeking our own, um, or to just regenerate. Re- regenerate, re- re-energize, <laughs> to, to strengthen it, um, because it's easy to get, to get kind of jaded, right? It's easy to get kind of just, all right, well, I've been doing this for 30 years, and I, I like it, but I'm not as excited as I was, right? Um, so I hope y'all can be excited, because there's a lot of promises in the Bible that talk about what it means and what's offered uh, when you do those, and 
the, the, the two ones that, that get me is joy and peace. Like that's, that's the thing that I desire the most. And when I don't have joy and peace, when, when the devil is able to rob my joy and peace, man, I feel terrible. Um, and then, and, and if you're saved, then robbing your joy and peace is really the only thing in my, in my mind that Satan can do for you. And when he does that, he, you're, you're kind of crippled. Like you don't feel like doing anything. You know, I don't feel like leaving the house. I don't feel like going to Bible study. I don't feel like, I don't feel like doing anything. I don't even feel like going to work. I, I don't want to do anything. But focusing on God and keeping, uh, keeping in that, you know, remaining in, in the vine, you know, we can have that joy and peace and we can make it through the day. Um, so let's, uh, let's pray and, uh, we'll sing another song and then, uh, and then if anybody has, uh, I'll stand down here and, uh, if anybody has anything you want to pray about, we can pray about it. Um, yeah, I think that's it. Cool. Let's pray. Lord God, again, uh, we give you thanks for, uh, for your awesomeness, God, um, and, uh, Romans 11 ends with talking about how awesome you are and how um, how sovereign you are, how powerful you are, and and uh, and because of that, God, you are worthy of surrendering to. Uh, you're worthy of um, just uh, submitting to your will and your desire. Uh, God, just help us to uh, trust that by doing so. Um, we will be able to discern what is the good and perfect and pleasing will that you have for our lives. Um, and so God, again, we just, we just give you thanks and we love you in Jesus name. Amen.